Hello, fellow hooligans, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. Uh, Weaving Words is the podcast where we generally talk about cool stories. Um, you know, we some words around, and uh, I like to have guests on uh, to talk about stories that they like, whether it's past, present, future, um, anything from TV shows, comic books, book books, cave paintings, um, the lady down the road pushing a cart, like, you know, she has some crazy stories, too. Um, but yeah, anything that's interesting might be cool. Uh, it's a good way to kind of just share stuff that you're passionate about, stuff you're interested in, um, and maybe get somebody else interested. Um, I know I've gotten a lot of really great recommendations after talking to people. Um, this episode's guest is one of my good friends, uh, from back home. I've known this guy for over a decade now. Um, his name's Juan, but you might know him from his, uh, God given Christian name as a goofy. Um, but yeah, what's up goof? What's going on Roman? Just chilling, man. Another nice day out enjoying nature. Got this is probably the best view for the podcast so far. I got uh the rooster coop right there, you know. Um got some cool freaking antlers over here. Seeing chairs flying in the forty mile an hour winds. <laughs> this is a this is a good setting actually. <laughs> I'm sure the tornado from uh was it Wizard of Austin to pop iron? Oh man, this would be the <laughs> That'd be like the worst, like ghetto Mexican Wizard of Oz, dude. Which is <laughs> instead of the witch on the on the on the the um, the, the bicycle, bike. it'll be it, no, it'll be the pal- like the paletero, the lotero guy. <laughs> bring, 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 elotes, <laughs> elotes, bring, bring. <laughs> oh man, well, yeah, Goofy and I have known each other for a while. We're into a lot of the same stuff, uh, even though we have different like opinions on it. Uh, we can always you know hang out, talk about you know series we like. Um, both him and I are really into video games, really into comic books, really into DC characters. Uh, we're both into Star Wars. Oh, that rooster just fell off. Like yeah. hella fell just. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> isn't that what got us both into the same things? We both wanted to. I was more interested in Star Wars. I was a little bit new into it. And you're like, I oh, just come over and hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a lot of it, though, too. Is like, um, again, just common interests and everybody kind of learns different shit. I know we're both Green Lantern fans, but we have different green lanterns that we like oh, obviously um so again it's just a lot of shared interest a lot of a lot of cool stuff it's cool having a partner to get into shit with as well um because i remember i always tell people at the shop again uh i i work for a comic book shop now you know i run one over in uh, clovis uh but you and i got into actually buying comic books around the same time and uh it was what maybe within a year of new 52 coming out and i remember you basically bought half the books and i bought the other half and we'd we'd pick them up we'd read them and then we switch and that we were reading yeah. Pretty much everything. I think there was very few books we actually weren't getting, because um, I think like uh, the the stuff that I ended up just canceling was some of the few stuff that we didn't read, like Static Shock. I read the first issue that was trash. I remember telling Randy, well, it, it got canceled. So it, it got canceled matter. fast, but I canceled it off my list on the first <laughs> issue. Because well, you know how it was too when you're first getting into it, you're you'll read anything. You'll be like, fuck it, let's give it a shot. Yeah. And Static Shock, the very first issue, I was like, this isn't good. Me again, adding half of the DC New Fifty Two books on my list, being like, hey Randy, can you uh you take the static shock off, shock off my list. I know this is not going to be good. And yeah, within what five months, it only went to like five issues and it got canceled. That one, I think it was Justice League International or Europe. Um, that one got canceled. A few books got canceled. Yeah, I remember. Um, Wasn't one of them uh, Red Hood as well? No, Red Hood kept going for. Oh, actually, you're right. It might have been Red Hood and Outlaws. Did that get canceled right away? I, I don't know about right away, but it was shortly oh, after. A lot of books got canceled over time, which is fine. But there was like 
a small handful of books that within five issues were done. Mm-hmm. They weren't doing them anymore. And that was for sure one of them. Cause I remember thinking it's just trash. I and, feel uh, Batman beyond was one of them. And uh, no, Batman beyond went for a long time. That one actually no, no. went the whole, what uh, I mean is like, it would have a few issues, then it would stop and it would start with a new title. No, Batman Beyond actually had a ongoing series. It started later is what it was. Okay. Yeah, because that one went all the way up until it got canceled right before New 52, I want to say. Or not New 52, Rebirth, because mm-hmm. they came back with Rebirth uh, number one. Um, oh, wait, then did it go all the way to Rebirth? Now I'm trying to think now. Um, but yeah, just a, a lot. Of, I think a, a lot of the team books got canceled too, like really quick. Um, Justice League Dark didn't last that long, which sucks. Cause that was a cool one. Oh, uh, Stormwatch was a weird one. It had like freaking Martian Manhunter. And I'm not other. familiar. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just nothing books. It was like Martian Manhunter, Firestorm, some other rando people like up in a in a a satellite like in the middle of nowhere. It was fucking weird. It was mm-hmm. just again nothing too major. Um, yeah, we're reading that. We got into all that shit at the same time. Um, Flashpoint was a big Flashpoint was badass. Well, remember you were buying the regular issues and I was buying all the tie-ins? Yeah. yeah. And that's how we read it all? Yeah, it was yeah. It was great. Because, I mean, again, uh, I think me and you were slowly buying books here and there. But as soon as Flashpoint kicked off, because everything stopped for Flashpoint. So there were all these new books. And I was like, fuck it. This is a time to kind of mm-hmm, get, get all of it. And then when New 52 kicked off with brand new books, like number one, so I was like, this is definitely the time to get in right now. And again, we went a little hog wild because <laughs> I remember shoot a year or two after that, a few years after that, I had to cut my subscriptions in half because I moved away. Remember, I moved and yeah. just can't afford it. Can't keep up. Well, you you you'd come by every three months. Like, here's your stack. Mm-hmm. Here's your stack. Here's 100, stack. 140 bucks. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> dude, that's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, it was whatever. That's what comics would cost. Yeah, um, but no, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. Um, I know uh, one of the things. You were into way before me was because I got into it late. I got into it like way towards the end of high school, actually, was uh, Naruto. I know we're both pretty big Naruto fans. Um, I definitely remember you and a lot of the other guys um, that we hang out with were into it way before I was. I think I got into Naruto my maybe my junior year of high school. So was Naruto during our our middle school years or was I think that it was during- towards the end? Let's actually look it up. Research time. Let's see. Naruto anime. It says filling in the dead air. So it was published. The manga came out nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. When did the show run though? Uh, I feel like it was two thousand two thousand seven. So that would have been our sophomore year then. Yeah. Yes. So actually then yeah I'm, I'm, I might have not gotten into it that late then. Um. Because I think I got into it 2008, 2009. So everybody definitely had mm-hmm. a uh, head start on me because I didn't start watching until. You probably had your introduction was probably the video game like everybody else. Yeah. I remember we used to play the shit out of that on the PSP. And then you had the PS2 ones. There was one that was shitty. I remember that. They were all shitty. Nah, there was the Ninja, the Ultimate Ninja, whatever. Game. Storm? Yeah, those were fucking cool. Well, those were after the PS2. I know. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think now. What when? What was the first story I can remember watching? Brand new, none of it. It oh. was done by the time I started watching it. It was the filler. Regular Naruto. Regular Naruto. Okay. Um, yeah, because the the last story arc is basically. Yeah, it was done by the time I got into it. Because the I was gonna say maybe it was at the end of the tuning exam, right when they finished. I'm like, no, that's pretty much the kickoff to the last of the show, though. When you had the sound engines roll through and all that, and then the Naruto versus Sasuke. So I think when I got into it, there was fillers going on because I caught up. So you're you're skipping a little bit far ahead. 
there's still the in between. Yeah, the, well, there was all the other Sun- shit. One well, the Sonata thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though. Not yeah. filler, but no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying <clears> though, because I, I thought it was at the end of the of uh, the tuning exam. Um, but no, it was definitely after everything was done because, yeah, they, they very quickly ramp up from, again, like you said, Tsunade Akatsuki leads up to the this, retrieval uh, arc. Yeah, retrieval and then Naruto vs. Sasuke. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was after all that because I remember catching up and then walk, being like, okay, cool. He's going to go and train. I'm like, wait, he's back the next episode? <laughs> and then they go, they're going looking for these random bugs for Shino. Oh, that was, I was like, horrible. And then it took a long time to realize this is just filler. This is not actual story. So I stopped. It took me a minute to figure it out, too. Well, I was thing too when it's all coming out brand new you don't realize it it's when you watch it in big chunks because you'll be like the animation style is completely different Mm -hmm. and yeah dude so i think the biggest giveaway is when you're looking at the characters and they have no actual growth that's when the big giveaway so uh one of the things i would tie it to is like did they learn a new move if not then this has been a waste of my time because they don't know they haven't learned as a character either growing up or whatever, or they haven't learned to become stronger themselves. There, there was that filler episode, though, where Hinata kills a dude for the first time, and that was filler, where there was the, the dude with the magnetic sand. Not familiar. What? I'm not familiar with that. So it was, it was because again, it was in the end of the filler shit for yeah, Naruto. I probably skipped that because yeah. I'm, like, I'm not, I don't want to sit through this. Yeah, because Naruto started just joining other people's teams. Mm-hmm. That's, again, just filler shit that doesn't matter because he has nothing to do in the meantime. Which is interesting because you get to see the other characters, but... Which was cool, but yeah, like... It's stuff that is definitely not in the manga. And again, it was cool to see stuff like Hinata kill a dude. Like, oh, shit, I never expected to see her do that. She was so nice. Um, well, she... have you ever seen them kill anybody? A lot of times, yeah, dude. Who? Fucking Sp- Sasuke kills a bunch of people. No, 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 before. before. Oh, like as kids? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Who... That's what I'm talking about. The only one I can probably think of is probably, uh, who's the bug guy? Shino? Shino, yeah. He's killed well, people. Well, the bad guys, too. The bad guys go around killing fuckers. No, but I mean the kids. Like, how, how often do you see the kids kill anybody? Right. But everybody has that killer instinct, though. There's a lot of people who will straight up kill them if they have to. Sure. Hinata was, like, not anywhere near that. Like, I don't know. But, yeah, dude. Uh, no, Naruto was cool. Again, I remember getting a head start on everyone on uh, Shippuden because it was coming out. Yes. I would go watch it at Mike's Garage. And Mike's Garage on Thursday nights because they would have it uh, subbed. Yeah. And then they got into the first filler story arc and i was like i don't want to watch this shit dude. what was it it was i think it was when they bring in um the other fake nine tail um i'm not familiar that sounds very bad <laughs> <laughs> they, they end up bringing it in later like mixing into the regular anime but uh it was a cool story arc actually there was some cool parts of it so you know asuma has that sash right you know how he wears that sash with a whatever logo on it? Like, yes. So yes. Do you know what the the story behind the sash is? No, actually. They're, they're um he's a part of an elite group that would defend the Fire Nation's daimyo. So the there's the daimyo who's supposed to be like the king basically of mm-hmm. the Fire Nation, and then there's the Hukage who's supposed to be the leader of the, essentially your king and your prime minister, or more like you got your king and your general grandpa. <laughs> okay. He's the general of the military because that's what the ninja mm. are. They're, they're the military for the Fire Nation. Yeah. And uh, so it's like you got Grandpa King or whatever, mm-hmm. or Father King or Father uh, General. And um, so in that, he was part of that group that would defend him. And it was him and that monk guy that had like the freaking Buddha hands that can. Another filler character that okay. becomes legit later on. And uh, their whole thing was like, he was so proud of himself for having like a huge bounty on his head. He's like, yeah, man, I got like a whatever million Rio bounty or whatever the hell the money was in Naruto. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know the bad guys want me dead i'm such a badass <laughs> but at the time there was they were gonna stage a coup on the hokage and he betrays them to defend him and the reason they were gonna stage a coup is the daimyo was mad i think this is what it's been like a decade since i fucking watched this but i think the reason he was they were doing that is they they, they were upset the daimyo was upset they were losing power to the hokage the hokage was the kages in general were becoming the leaders of their nations which makes mm-hmm. sense right they're the military yeah they're the ones who defend who do all the stuff for the for, for the, the people. country, yeah, for mm-hmm. the, the specific countries, and uh, his father would ask him. So you know, Asuma would play the little was it Go mm-hmm. the the game, and no, not Go, uh, Shogi, Shogi, Shogi. Um, and uh, his father, the third Hokage, would ask him, "Who's the king? If this, you know, if the games, you know, you're a knight, you're this, this, and that, who's the king?" But yeah, his dad, the third Hokage, would always ask him. You know, if people are pieces on the on the Shogi board. You know, if you're the warrior, if you're this and that, who's the king? Who figuratively is the king? And Asuma took it as, is it is the king the, the daimyo or the Hokage? Who are you pledging your allegiance to? And this is a lesson that, again, becomes kind of canonized later on where he's like, uh, the actually, no, they, they show it. He learns this lesson back then, but they actually show it in the actual anime where it was um, when he's dying. Because he's telling him who's the king. He's trying to teach Shikamaru who the I king feel is. Feel like I remember. Remember, that. and then that's where he finds out the king is the next generation. You're mm-hmm. protecting the next, the next which generation. Was the child, yeah. yes. Um, but that's where he learned that lesson from. Um, was back then. So that comes to bite him because one of the dudes he killed was this kid's dad. So the the dad made him into like a, a generic fake like wannabe tail beast. Yeah, nine tails. They took like dark nine tails, whatever <laughs> chakra. Some bullshit, dude. Some bullshit. Yeah, they actually end up catching him. You'll, again, if you'll if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, I remember vaguely that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just some filler shit because they they kind of do what what uh, Orochimaru did. Uh, the kid brings all these dead warriors, the the, the guys who defended him, because Asuma and that monk dude are the only ones that were alive at the time. Um, that that. Uh, I don't even remember if the monk guy was alive. Out of all the warriors who defended the daimyo, he was the only one alive that, as far as I can remember. So the kid and another guy bring all the dead ones to life, like Orochimaru did with the Hokage in mm-hmm. in the village in, in um, uh, Konohakuru or whatever, village in Leaves. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, attack it. Just filler shit. But, again, it was the first filler once. I watched most of it, and I was like, that was not good. And... Um, it just kept hitting filler after filler. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'll just wait. And this was, I was in high school still. I was a senior, I want to say. Yeah, I remember you in high school. Me. And it was cool. And then I just forgot all about it. And it came in America. I'm like, oh, cool. It's in America now. Dope. It's dubbed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I start. I caught up to a few years later to, up to whatever was current. And I just kept running again. Dude, it's like sand traps. Like you're going, <laughs> and then it just stops you. You just skid. Uh, you're, you're on a boat for like the three months. Yeah. It kills so the bad. momentum so bad. And uh, again, I wouldn't mind the filler if it was good, because that's what people tell me about uh, One Piece. I say, is there a lot of One Piece in filler? And they say, there's not a lot, but even the filler that there is in One Piece is good. Okay, so I'm I'm a big One Piece fan, and um, I'm caught up to everything right now. And that's one of the beautiful things about it, is that since they're pirates and they're out there searching whatever. They're fucking around to begin with, yeah. There's so much room for filler. Yeah. Anything can fit. Whereas with Naruto, there's not a lot of space in between. They break the big story arcs, yeah. Yeah, there's nowhere to take a break and do whatever they need to do. <laughs> if they want to make a, a stupid movie or whatever, it's like, where does this fit in the timeline? When did this happen? Is, it, it doesn't, it I don't just mind doesn't the fit. movies because since Dragon Ball Z, I can 
suspend my disbelief that these are movies that aren't even part of the canon. Mm-hmm. But it's when like um like you watch Ship It In, right? It's mm. like when he's gonna go try to find uh Killer B or whatever, train with them, and yeah. he's on a boat for months, like <laughs> our real life months, and it's just filler. He's like, Oh, I'm gonna stop on this island and uh have a clone shadow clone mutiny against me. Like just stupid bullshit. I'm like, this is not so I stopped watching it and then uh Aaron uh, my buddy Aaron started watching it and he's like, Oh yeah, it's almost done. And I told him, just tell me when it's done. He goes, there's only a few more episodes. Tell me when it's straight up done and I'll go and I'll dissect. <laughs> I'll cut out all the filler. Oh. And I'm glad it, you know, I, I, he told me cause dude, it was great. Like I've been getting back on a Naruto kit cause I'm on Instagram and all the suggested stuff is always Naruto artwork and scenes from it. And I just remember I'm like, yeah, that was a good story. Just simple stuff. Like, you know, because Obito, you don't realize he's Obito until the very end, and it doesn't hit everybody that it's Obito until the very end of the series, mm-hmm. basically. And you think about, like, you know, people will make observations that, again, you might not have thought of right away. Like, like Obito was like Naruto if he went bad, and Kakashi's like Sasuke if he went good. Yeah, yeah Kakashi had, There's you know, a good little thing. Parallel, yeah, yep. there's parallels and, you know, and uh, and foils, and it, it was it was cool, man. Again, I, I never, and again, it took somebody on the internet saying, like, yeah, Kakashi is basically Sasuke who lost everyone and embraced his friends and friendship. And Obito is one who had no one and lost it all and let it make him bitter and lose his, his ambition. His way that he... Yeah, he loses Ninja Way, bro. <laughs> Believe it. <laughs> Wasn't that one of the final visions he had? Uh, was a what if I did the right thing? Yeah, and- but that shit's always sad when mm-hmm. I see stuff like that. Um. There was the vision or the the infinite the imperfect whatever infinite Sukiyomi, Sukiyomi. where like Naruto was what is the name it wasn't Naruto it was um he had another ramen ingredient was his uh, uh his name uh umami no, I remember you telling me about it I forget what it was but he he grew up with his family mm-hmm. and I'm like that's so fucking cool and then Sakura was the one whose parents were um, the whole kage and, oh really yeah why I don't know they didn't even seem like ninjas I know dude how does but, that even <laughs> but uh but they're dead. Okay, they're dead in, in that in that in her timeline or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and what's his timeline? So it's like again, it's like nobody gives a fuck about Sakura. Like, <laughs> I don't like her at all, dude. No, she was um, so, not a bad character, a bad person. Yeah, a bad person, and just I think it was a shitty character. She had very little actual substantial growth. So she had like nothing in the beginning. Yeah, and then took she put in for her to actually become something. Even that, dude. Like her little moments were. So like I'm gonna stop being a crybaby. I'm like okay, whatever, bro. You're part of the military basically as a kid. <laughs> I'm gonna cut my hair because I'm not gonna be weakly anymore. But I'm still gonna be weak. Again, she she got strong. I'm not even talking about like she didn't get better like strength wise or cool stuff. It's just her character was always the same. She just all she cared about was Sasuke. I guess if that's her character, well, all right, whatever. Some people might be into that. Yeah. So that's where I, I I'm talking about is where we, we both remember that shitty moment with Naruto and Sasuke. Yeah, Sakura. yeah. Fuck that bitch, dude. So yeah, <laughs> she comes out and pulls that shit, and it's like you know what? Even though it's not the best character development, it is development. Nah, man. She was just saying shit, bro. She would have just um. Nah, dude. Fuck that. And it's just dumb. And it it played well to Naruto's strength, where he's like, "I'm catching your bullshit. I don't believe you. You, Yeah, yeah. You have no feelings, dude. The scenes with like uh, when he first meets his uh, his mom. Oh my god, that was fucking heartwarming. Yeah. Um, when he meets his father for the first time, that was like, dude, it's all so fucking great. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, just so heartfelt. Everything with Obito, even stuff like characters you would have never. 
had any type of compassion for or, or sympathy for, or you can relate to like Orochimaru and Jiraiya. And then when you start seeing their back, like background, you're like, oh, this is kind of fucked up, bro. Um, just seeing, yeah. seeing shit with like Tsunade and stuff. Um, characters like, again, it was cool that they showed some background on Asuma because he was one of my favorite characters. And then there's characters that had a lot of potential. They didn't do shit with it. It took me a minute to realize that he was related to the third Hokage. Yeah. Like they don't straight up say, oh, that's the third Hokage uh, was the son. Yeah, it's the son. Because they, they straight up tell you, oh, that's the grandson. Kono, yeah, Konohamaru. He's going to be the future Hokage. I'm like, what about that guy? Yeah. Who's already strong. Can he be Hokage? He's pretty cool. I think Koka- Kokashi. Kakashi was always in line because he's oh, yeah. so fucking strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wanted the reason they got Tsunade is they wanted a signing because she, she was strong. She was she had the more experience and the experience. And that's what it was. She lived through the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was another one. Cool one, too, is uh, getting back around Kakashi again when he when he, uh, it doesn't hit you because you don't know the history at the time. But when he has Sasuke all tied up and he's like, uh, is that a move, you know, you'd use on your on a friend, you attack yes. a friend like that. It's like, how about I kill everyone you love and then we'll see how you feel. He's like go for it but everybody i love is already dead mm-hmm. they've already killed them they beat you to it mm-hmm. and you're like oh that's fucked up you know you realize that and then when you actually see it that's what i was saying is again you have to see it to believe it he tells you all my fat all my friends all my family anybody i love is dead mm-hmm. but then you see what happens with obito and that's Rin. the reason he's always late to the meetings yeah he's, he, he goes to visit the grave and yeah. have a little and memory. that's the reason why obito knew that uh naruto was going to be born he's like oh yeah i'm going to be detailed for uh minato and and Kushina or whatever. We're going to have a baby tonight. We're They're under uh, guard or whatnot. Obito's listening in the background. He's like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go bring the fucking Ninetales out of him. Like, <laughs> Wasn't that a combined effort, effort with Obito and the... What's the other bad guy? Um... Madara. Madara. But he was always working under Madara. Like, But Obito sure. would have... would have if, if Kakashi wasn't going there and spilling in his guts, you know, every moment he got or whatever um obito would have never known that and we would have they would have never died like that you know naruto would have grown up somewhat normal for the most part you know hokage's kid and shit it, it would have and again it's storytelling right like the, the it was always meant to be that way but when you look at it factually it's like yeah he would have not known he would have not known to attack him he would have not known where they were they could have defended him i mean dude it's the fucking hokage he couldn't stop threats anywhere um but yeah when you're caught off guard and you have a fucking fresh born baby like yeah shit's gonna get a little wild because uh obito killed all the ambu that were protecting him yes he did um but yeah you get that background uh the other one too is like what i love about watching boruto right now is seeing a uh, konohamaru as an adult yes that's so fucking cool and it's it's cool seeing him take on the traits of his grandfather and of his uncle asuma mm-hmm. um and it's cool seeing asuma's daughter as well like i haven't seen her oh uh, she's cool she's a uh, she's usually i've seen a little bit of her but i haven't seen her in action yeah she's usually going around um uh, always being like basically security service for um for Kakashi and Mike Guy for the most part. She'll be on some legit stuff, but she's usually like a bodyguard for the Hokages, um, which is pretty cool. Again, it just shows you she's pretty fucking strong and mm-hmm. she can do Genjutsu like her mom. And she has the fucking the trench knives. Yeah, like so fucking cool. It was it was so cool the the story arc where uh, Konohamaru busts out the staff and then he has the monkey i'm like oh "Oh my god that's so fucking cool (laughs) (laughs) and then he's doing the smoke um like just so much cool shit dude he's such a cool character now the the name of the monkey what was it oh i forget dude i forget that (laughs) i I remember the dog (laughs) pakun (laughs) okay (laughs) so what i want to start with is the beginning of naruto so 
how shitty are the people in the village? Fucked up, dude. And that's the fucked up part, too, is when you go back and you see the moment where Minato's dying, fucking uh, claw through him and his wife mm-hmm. next to the baby. He looks to um, the third Hokage, to Saratoga, uh, and he tells him, please make sure that you take care of my son. He lost everything tonight. He's a hero. He's not just the cage for this monster. He's He gave up. He's the biggest hero here. Make sure. And then the like, yes. yeah, for sure. And oh. you go back and the episode or the scene where, you know, it's a young kid, kid, like young, young kid, Naruto. And the Hokage comes in. He's like, here's money for the rest of the that month. That is the shittiest thing ever. Yeah. He, and then it, it makes me so sad because when you first start watching Naruto and you, you get to grow in like the third Hokage, he's yeah. loved by everybody in the village. Everybody, even Naruto. Even though Naruto's really shitty to him. He respects him. He re- still respects him as a person and as a leader. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He looks up to him. Yeah, he's grandpa general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> general grandpa. So when you get to look back after that, after he see the scene where his parents die and like, this is how you take care of him? Yeah. You let everybody in the village treat him like shit? Well, and what, what he said too to him, like, he's like, can you tell me about my parents? How come I don't know anything? And he tells him, why are you still asking about that? It doesn't even matter anymore. And I'm like, bro, that's that's a child. And like you said, he le- let them treat him like shit. And again, that is directly his fault too be- through his inaction because he, I could understand his reasoning for not letting people know that he's the Hokage son. He's trying to protect him, Naruto from other people, like outside uh, nations so they don't try to kidnap him. Yeah. They try to kidnap, um, they sent uh, squads After just Hinata. for her eyes, dude. Yes. So imagine the Hokage son with a Ninetale demon sealed inside him. Yeah. So again, like I get that part, but uh, what's his name? Donzo. He was purposely letting people know that Naruto had the Ninetales in him yeah. and sowing distrust. Because what Donzo's plan was, was to get Naruto so jaded and so corrupted that he would join the Anbu, become part of Root, and that he'd have direct control over the, the Ninetales, the Jinchuriki. That mm-hmm. was his plan. But again, and... Uh, Sarutobi, fucking the third Hokage, he knew this dude, and he just let it happen. Yeah. He knew that, um, because again, that's his friend. You know, we're talking earlier about your coworker, your old coworker. You know, just because his friend, he lets him get away with all this shit, and it's like, nah, bro, it's so fucking damaging, dude. Like that's what's cool about seeing the old stories with Kakashi and shit, like the old uh, epi- the episodes they flashback dealing with Ambu and Root and all that. And you're like, yeah, dude, Donzo's just a piece of shit, bro. He's the reason he. He drove the Uchihas to rebel. Mm-hmm. They would have never done that if it wasn't for him. Uh, there was that and also the second Hokage, the way he treated them like second yeah. second class citizens. So yeah, but they were so the, the third Hokage was doing a better job though, and then Donzo was the one that was sowing distrust. He's the one that when the Ninetale Fox broke out, he was like, No no Uchihas, because the Sharingan can control them. We don't want you Basically, let him know, like, we don't trust you guys. So it was Donzo's reasoning for that. And then Donzo was like, just to be safe, we're going to put you in this tiny little area, corner, slightly detached from the, the the village. So he's the one just pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. Yeah. He's the one who caused all that. And then he's the one who ordered Itachi, too. He's like, do you like your family or your, your country more, basically? Mm. And he's, again, he was the reason. And he just wanted to kill the Uchihas to get their eyes. Yeah, which not a bad plan. It worked out for a while, <laughs> but pretty shitty thing to do. So again, so back to Naruto. What a shitty thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many other people knew? 
So many people had to know. Kakashi knew. Mm-hmm. And again, um, everybody it, who fought during that, that time that survived yeah. knew. Well, they, and they, they, they were, again, they had a vow of silence. It just sucks that they didn't do shit about it. Well, the thing is, don't treat him like shit. Yeah. Don't and, treat him like shit. And the people who knew who were there, be like, that's a person you respect. It doesn't matter. And they didn't do shit. That's exactly. When they saw the people, that's what's fucked up. Um, And again, like Itachi knew. And again, it wasn't until somebody pointed out any interaction there was with Itachi Naruto, he always treated him kindly because mm-hmm. he knew what was up. And it just shows you how, like how nice Itachi was. He was very gentle, very uh, mature thinker, very logical. Again, the, Itachi by far being my favorite character of the yeah, whole series. Like <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't think he's that cool. Oh, we'll, we'll talk buddy, about. We'll get to that later. Yeah, he's not as cool as like Rock Lee, bro. Come on, man. What do you mean? He had the talent and worked hard. He did the same thing that Rock Lee did. I know, but, but Rock he did Lee both. had the cool green outfit. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Okay. And the hair, too. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that later. Um, so, nah, yeah. Itachi that, was all right. Um, I, I just got tired of the Sasuke's. I got tired of all these special people with the Keke Genkai's, the mm-hmm. fucking eyes and stuff. I was like, all right, cool. Like, let's just see something else. So, that really upset me when you got to the part with uh, Miss Village. Was it Hidden in the Vest? Um, you get to see one of the characters who has a special trait. Um, the guy that looked like a girl. Oh, that wasn't the Mist Village. That was the um. Uh, they were they were former Sabuza's first son. Yeah. Um. They're they're going to the land of the waves or something like that. Um. So it was uh. But it was building the bridge hidden in the mist though. I don't think so. That's where he was from. That's where Zabusa was from. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. They were like Zabusa got hired from. The village in the mist mm-hmm. to come out to where the fuck they were. I think it was like the land of waves or something. Something weird. Naruto land of waves where they make the great Naruto bridge. Yeah, that was a cool fucking story arc too, though. Because um, that's really great to see in like in the future. Like you, you come back. Like in the, let's say you're watching Boruto and like there's this giant bridge made to Naruto. Yeah, he was just a stupid kid when he, they made this, and they named it after a stupid kid. <laughs> now, it was cool seeing him learn how to do the the chakra control the climbing yes. the tree running up the tree that was a story arc that was dope now. too yeah um yeah there's a lot of good stuff early on again when i look back to them I'm like they were cool it, and it's funny too naruto did a really good job on these guys you thought were badass and scary yeah they're nothing compared to this next thing which i guess is the natural progression right i felt like that was really ma- um badly handled with zabuza because he's supposed to be a very very intimidating person even later on but yet if they were able to, the kids were able to bring him down a little bit. Well, the big thing was is people don't understand how strong Kakashi was because they did a good job hiding it early on. Fair enough. They, they did a good job because, again, remember it was such a big deal when he pops up the Shonagon and you're like, whoa. Cause that, and then he's doing the copycat stuff. And mm-hmm. and then again, and you find out later on that he knew he had the, the void shit where he can transport stuff. Yeah. He just didn't let anybody know that. And I'm like, Oh fuck! So yeah, he was he's been like Hokage level strength from the get go. So again, like Zabusa, the thing that got him was he went up against Akashi. Mm-hmm. If it was again, it was a higher level mission because you know it was a rank. Yeah, um, I think it. If it wasn't for the kids being there, if it was any other team, I don't know because Akashi's pretty strong. But like my no, guy probably would have been able to take him out. Fair enough. But what I mean is the kids were there and they did hold him back, right? Yeah. So he, they get to the point. Not where, really, because they they dealt with uh, Haku or whatever the fuck the kid's name was the the girl the girl sh- looking boy. Sure, they were fighting the, with them mainly. So it's no, no, like but the, the first kids. the first encounter was not that. It was just a yeah. Zabuza. So what I'm talking about is when Kakashi gets captured, right? 
how does how do a group of two well a pair of kids make Zabuzov uh, lose uh, his concentration and and lose control of Kakashi? I don't know because they're pretty fucking cool, dude. <laughs> I mean, this See, kid's orange, and then uh, <laughs> and then Sasuke's uh, inbred and emo. Like it's just a bad combination to be distracted, bro. I don't know. I felt like when you see Zabuza in the future, like well, he's actually more more than that, and they were able to actually make him flinch a little bit enough for for kakashi to get away i'm like uh, you're kind of underpowering him even even for the beginning of the story again i just feel like it makes sense that the next big bad was better than them because again he was just one of those former whatever swordsmen they're strong they're formidable they're well known but like orochimaru rolls through in the next story arc with the tuning exam and shit so you're like yeah orochimaru's a sonning and you got garo who's a jinchuriki he's supposed to be as strong as naruto basically yeah so you start seeing like kind of what it's about and you get to see all the other kids kind of test their metal for the most part. You get to see Shikamaru. He's one of my favorite characters. I love Shikamaru. No, he's great. I love him as well. Yeah, because he's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's lazy, but he has. Like, he's uh, smart. Yeah, he's talented, and when he needs to put his put his hand to the grindstone, he can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, it went from that to the. So we had the Zabuz, I think, and then we move on to the tuning exams. Yeah, yeah, pretty well, pretty straightforward. Yeah, we get introduced into the character Gara. Which uh, I really liked. Yeah, Gar was badass. Yeah, and that—that's uh, another thing that um, that uh, Naruto made me think about. Like, they could have easily been like each other. Yep. So there's they do that a lot, dude. Again, with Obito mm-hmm. and uh, Naruto, Kakashi and Sasuke, Gara and Naruto. It shows what would have happened if Naruto was just treated even worse. I think they were treated the same. He just chose a different path. Nah, bro. There's a very big difference. Because Naruto's dad didn't try to kill him. Naruto's dad didn't convince people well, to love was, him and take he, it away from him. Because he, he died before you could. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> no, Gara had it worse because I was just re-watching the episodes with yeah, the I history. Remember, yes. He did have it worse. And he was, again, he was made to be a weapon. He wasn't made to be a hero. He was made to be a weapon. And the only way that his father would stop trying to kill him is if he proved, like, fuck it, I am a weapon. All I'm here for is to kill. What was it, um... The thing he put, I wish I could remember what it was. On his head? Yeah, the kanji. Love. love, yeah. And it was like, um, I forget. Somebody explain the, what the meaning, why he did that It initially. was his uh, uncle, his his mom's uh, brother. Yeah, he killed himself or whatever. Well, no, he uh, tried to kill God. Yeah, and he bombed himself. Bam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he, well, he put that on there for a reason. It was something like to remember that he's not worthy of love or he'll never have love or some bullshit. No, I think the only way to feel love is through, through pain, through, through killing. Some, something yeah. like that. I'm not too familiar with that, but I, that's why he, he, is that the only time he hurt himself? I think so, because yeah. Because it was just a tattoo. Well, because again, um, well, it wasn't just a tattoo. Initially, it was just like a scar he gave himself, and then he made it into a tattoo with, I'm assuming, fucking red sand or some bullshit. I thought it was blood. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but yeah, and then you find out the Sansa's mom, fucking bullshit. <laughs> I get it. It's fucking. It's a. It's a heartwarming story, mm. but it's like whatever. It's kind of dumb. Your mom can't be San, bro. <laughs> 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 but again, and, and it's again, it's rough because you and I get it. The, I mean, dude, that's the the Kage, the Kazakage or whatever um, was his dad. So I get it. An idea of like his brother and sister can't speak out against the dad. Not just that, the way that Garo's been raised, he'll probably just kill the brother and sister. Like, yeah. it's it's such a crazy again. It's such a crazy upbringing. He's so 
Why did it take them so long to do that? What did they do with the first son, uh, the puppet guy? I don't know. I think what it was is uh, he didn't want to do it to his firstborn. He wanted to have a son specifically for that, I think is what it was. Or it wasn't compatible. There might be shit where they're just not compatible. I forget. I'd have to look it up again. No, that, that is the thing. That's why Naruto was chosen for the the transfer because of yeah. his special blood trait. Oh, yeah. He's fucking Uzumaki, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, nah, dude. It's a... Uh, yeah, dude, it's uh, yeah. Gara is a really great point of view, and it just shows him again. Like it's a good comparison um, with Naruto. And um, well, and what's his face too? Pain. Pain is another Naruto who just lost his way. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just like Obito. Um, Gara just shows you when Naruto never had a way again. It was they they did a good job on showing you how how bad it could have been, and it just shows it. It gives you a little bit more. Again, I'm never one of those like the main character is the best, but it just it does give you a little bit of a respect to naruto not letting that turn him like that after all the shit he went through all the bullshit he had every excuse every reason to turn out bad and the worst he did was graffiti yeah statues i I take that as a w right there dude that's pretty good Uh, because again dude he always saves people he always sees the best in them he again that's his ninja way you know <laughs> and uh he makes his friends and his family and stuff and it's just again it's a really good really good story naruto is just such a great story that's why when um when uh people talk crap on boruto it's like it's not naruto though it's boruto the show's called boruto fair naruto had his story mm-hmm. it's like the i love the, the 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 meme of like oh man boruto's cool but they should do a show on his dad <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah his dad already had a show yeah um, I don't know, man. Again, like it's, I, I really like Boruto too, because again, it just shows you. Again, Naruto is a great template to show to to contrast off of other people as well. Again, uh, in between Gara, Pain, um, Obito, and then uh, Naruto as well, or even Sasuke. Again, later on in the show, they show flashbacks of them interacting early on, and again, both of them lost their family. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember there was a first inter- one of the few interactions with Sakura where she's like. Oh, it's because he doesn't have a family. That's why he's so, acts so bad and people don't like him or whatever. And uh, I forgot what he tells her back, but he's like, oh, just because somebody doesn't have parents doesn't mean uh, they're bad or something. Yeah, or whatnot. He's like, oh, you're annoying. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's tell that shit. Well, she said something and super she was, shitty. And well, the, she was annoying too. Like She's fucking always bugging. No, but um, I, she picked that up off the whole village because they were all yeah. shitty people. And uh, But Boruto's just a great point of view of what would happen if he grew up with his parents again like if he grew up with minato and yeah. his mom like you know he would have been raised a little bit better but also had again he's the son of a hokage just like naruto was so he he grows up a little more spoiled a little bit more entitled mm-hmm. wants to not only um step out of his shadow but also um make his father proud with his ability and shit so that's why he'll cheat he's like oh well <laughs> You know, just shit like that. And it's, again, it's it's what would have happened with Naruto more likely than not if he was in that same position. You know, he's not necessarily a bad person. I don't think he would have done that because you told me about a filler episode that was a what if. And uh, it was what if uh, Naruto grew up with his parents, he would be more like his dad. So I don't think he would be a cheater or anything. I think he would try no, hard. I, I think, well, no, not just that, though, but I think like given in the same situation, like being raised with Bor- like Boruto was... Um, he probably would have done something similar because Naruto would cheat. He would do stupid shit all the time. It he would try cheating. to get away with stuff. Um, it was it was all hard work. You know, for the most part, but I mean, he stole the ninja scroll to give him the shadow clone technique. No, 
that was a that was he was manipulated. Order. He was manipulated. He was and manipulated. He happened to look at the scroll. Uh, so yeah. no, again, like uh, that was a happy coincidence. Again, I, I got a feeling he it would have been very similar, very similar and very different in the same spot as well. Um, again, he's more like Sasuke in some instances, which is cool that he's you know trained by him. I'm so interested in in uh, Sarada actually. Again, I usually don't like the Uchiha characters because they're too fucking emo. But Sarada's like in a really. Oh, I love her. She's, yeah, she's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah she's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm trying to think what uh what other story arcs they had in there that were freaking awesome. Um, so we left off with the um, tuning, the tuning exam, and um, they introduced Gara. Introduced Gara, and um, Jiraiya Orochimaru. That's when we get to see Rock Lee. Rock Lee's badass. Yeah, Rock Lee was uh was a surprise because you get to see him their first interaction when he comes out and calls out Sasuke. He's like, "What's up, fool? <laughs> I'm I'm here to steal your girl." <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, that was that was one of the funniest moments cuz it's like I'm here I'm here to ask out this girl and also fight you. <laughs> it's like, well, wow. "That's good, two birds with one stone." <laughs> that is funny. And uh yeah, that that was great cuz you get to see them and uh you you've seen Sasuke. He's pretty good as, as a fighter and then this random person out of nowhere just rocks him and like what what just happened he teleported <laughs> he behind him fucked him up dude he kicked the shit out of him and not only that but he took it easy on him well not just that it was cool to see um the fight with gara because again gara's yes. special he's above a normal ninja mm -hmm. and can't be touched never had any you know anybody hurt him really and <laughs> Rock Lee is like, nah, fuck, fool. Let's throw a fist, man. <laughs> Get it ready for this ass whooping. <laughs> Takes off the. It was such the a like, yeah. How how epic of a moment was it when he took the weights off and it shows again he's been holding back the whole time. Yeah, training. Everything's been training, even his fights. And uh, he just starts fucking up Gara, and then Sasuke copies the move off of him. The the whatever Lotus whatnot the hidden Lotus yes. yeah um he he copies it off of him so uh he can use it against Gara in their fight the next round because surprise surprise fucking Gara wins because he's special and he tries to kill Rock Lee too and it, it took yeah. guys stepping in mm -hmm. and then even then I, I love the meme where it was a uh, you know even then Rock Lee through sheer willpower he's he's unconscious but he still gets on his feet and he's like let's fight he's still ready to fight um but he's unconscious like mm -hmm. there's no nobody piloting piloting the suit and um. And that's where Mike's like, it's over, son. Like, it's done. Like, and I, I love the meme where <laughs> where it shows Randy Marsh. I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gara, I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. That's the perfect fucking meme. Like, that's good. Um, but yeah, just, uh, and then what? It goes into the next round, and he has to, he tries to kill Gara in his sleep, like when he's in the hospital bed. Yes. And uh, who was it that st steps in? It's like, yeah, that's not a good idea, bro. <laughs> um,. I don't think it was Might, was it? It might have been Kakashi. I think it might have been Kakashi. Yeah, Kakashi is fucking strong. I, d I actually don't remember. Again, it's really cool seeing how Kakashi is at the end and knowing he could have done this the whole time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the whole time. I'm like, oh shit, dude. Um, he could have made the the third Kakashi should have retired a long time ago and like, dude, and can just you been can, Hokage. Can you yeah. Up? Come on. I think a lot of it too, though, is the reason why the third Hokage. Um, charged him with those, the uh, Naruto and Sasuke and stuff was um was because Kakashi needed help growing too. Like again, it was a 
by helping them with their problems, he can probably help himself through his problems as well. Because mentally, Kakashi probably wasn't there to be a Hokage. Really? I don't think so, yeah. I don't feel like he changed a lot mentally through the, the series. I definitely think he changed a lot mentally to see, again, with especially with Obito coming back and understanding, you know, well, that's course of way his later. But that's what I'm saying, though, because he doesn't become Hokage till way after the series no, that's anyways. What, that's what I mean. That has nothing to do with him growing up with kids. It's just facing his past. No, uh, well, that, and then... um. Again, like just uh, giving up his life and, you know, when he was fighting pain and shit, uh, giving up his life basically because he dies. Mm. He dies. He talks to his dad and shit and gets over that. And, you know, I, I just I, I got a feeling he wasn't mentally um, mature enough to lead the whole village because he, he didn't want to take the team. He didn't want to take Naruto and them. He's like, I don't like doing teams, bro. Like they all die on me. Yeah, well, that and uh, none of them get it. Nobody understands that, you know, the, the, it was the whole uh, line, you know, yeah, those who don't follow the rules are scum. And, uh, you know, who, um, and those who uh, leave their friends are worse than scum. So it's like, I get it. Like, nobody was up to his standards. Or he just didn't want to risk it. But it was cool because when you watch later filler arcs, I think it was filler. Um, all the teams that he didn't take that couldn't pass his test. They became stronger as a team afterwards with other people. They learned, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, and it's all thanks to that. So it's like, I think that's what helped them again. It was part of the the mental maturity aspect of it. Yeah, let me move this mic. You want to talk about some other stuff in Naruto, or you want to move on to your uh, no, other no. series? There's plenty to cover in Naruto, man. For reals. Um, so uh, I want to go back to um, again more Naruto. Him growing as a as a character, we see him. Um, he witnesses the fight between uh, Hinata and uh, Ino. No, no, no. Hinata and um, what did I forget his name. He was one of my favorite characters. Uh, the same from the same family. Hinata. Oh, Hinata. My bad. I was thinking Sakura. You're talking about uh, Hinata and Neji. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that was a good fight too. That was a good fight, and it showed um, a good backstory with uh, Neji. Yeah. Uh, how my cousin, that was his favorite character, Neji. Mm-hmm. I used to make fun of him because I didn't think Neji was that cool. No, he was great. Yeah, he, he had a cool idea. Like he was an interesting character, but I didn't really care about him. It's funny. It's funny about the characters I care about because they end up not being shit. Like later on, like <laughs> Kiba, dude, such a waste of potential, bro. Uh-huh. Rockley, nothing happened with him. I'm like, bro, these characters are awesome, dude. Yeah. Ten Ten. I lo- I thought Ten Ten was such a cool idea of a character. And they didn't do shit with her. Nope. She owns her. she owns a fucking like weapon weapon shop. shop. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. She's a Zelda NPC now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's no war to sell these weapons. Yeah. Oh man. Well, they need them for training and shit. And then and then the weapons become bling. Like later on, when she gets that little pink ninja star for uh, Himawar or whatever uh-huh. Naruto's daughter. I'm like, all right, I kind of get it. But it it's was kind of cute. Yeah, but it's just like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool, man. And then some little kid with a fucking shield and sword on his back with the green cap's gonna come in and break all your pots. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Am I wrong? It looks like it too. Like you, you see the shop and you're like, oh man, this is just an NPC fucking building. Like that does suck. How they, <laughs> they they made it that way, but. I mean, it is what it is. It was a different. It was a different writer, so he had. He probably had a different idea of how they would grow up. Not just that, Naruto did a great job. Um, I I tell people this all the time. Naruto did a great job picking up where Dragon Ball Z left off. Where when Dragon Ball Z and you know where it started and ended is everybody mattered for the most part. They all had their own thing, and then the further it went, it became the Goku and Vegeta show. So these other guys didn't matter anymore. Krillin, Yamcha, Tien, all these guys, they didn't really matter. Naruto made it to where the secondary characters did matter. You got background stories with all of them. They all had their time to shine for the most part. They'd have a story here and there. Because again, Neji would have never gotten a story arc or any type of backstory if it was if he was a Dragon Ball character. 
like a Dragon Ball Z character? There's no way. I, um, I don't think so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, like, no, I, I don't agree with you. Is what I'm saying. No, I, pff, you're crazy, dude. Because no, nobody matters in there besides Goku and Vegeta now, dude. No, so um, I understand what you're talking about. They get to a point where they're reaching God levels, yeah. and nobody can match up. All right, that's fine. But um, what I mean by by Neji is that he was very strong, and um, you know what? You are right. Never mind. <laughs> if, if we're talking about Dragon Ball uh, sense, yes, he would have. <laughs> he would have been left in the. Well, dust. That's what I'm saying. So not, what I'm saying is, I'm giving Naruto kudos where um, they make the background characters matter more. Again, we got a cool backstory with Nar or with uh, Neji and Hinata and Shikamaru and all these cool side characters, and that's just the kids that are the same age. And then we start getting stuff with Kakashi and the adults. I'm like, this is fucking cool. They're building the world around them. And then I feel like uh, my hero is doing it even better. If you didn't know that Deku was the main character, if they didn't set up the whole thing where he was the main character, you'd be like, any of these people can be the main characters. They all get enough screen time. There'll be episodes where Deku's not even fucking in there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is cool. And I feel like this is a natural progression. I feel like Naruto was the, like a very pivotal part on make everyone matter. Because uh, in the reality of it is, especially with the way media is consumed now, is um, if everything's on demand and you're watching so much at a time. If it doesn't matter, why is it in there? So if your characters don't matter, why are they in there? You know, unless it's filler, like because Naruto needs <laughs> fucking filler, sadly. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah, it's it's cool what Naruto did with these side characters. That's one of the reasons why I really like the series is you can like a character like fucking Kiba or or fucking uh, Shino or fucking like all these rando background characters, which, again, it, it, I joke around and, and, and say that, you know, the characters like and not, not being anything. Um, but at least they got a story. Like, there's a lot of dudes you'll never get stories from. Like, launch. Who the fuck is launch? Did you want to fix that? Yeah, I'm trying to find somewhere to clamp this down. Give me a sec. Do you want to pause for a second? Yeah. Back. Dealing with the technical difficulties. Um, but yeah, all I was just trying to make with the point was, um, that, uh, I like what they've been doing. I like what Naruto did. It was a great anime. It was a great series. Um, it was... I'm glad I found it at the time I did too. It uh, it definitely helped with the storytelling um aspect of the hobbies I enjoy. Um, again, it was something that I did not want to give a shot initially because my sister watched it before I did too. She used to watch it on TV, and I'd be like, "What the hell is this? What's this orange freaking dress? Can you look like a clown?" Literally. <laughs> Why and, does he keep saying "believe it"? What yeah, believe yeah, it I'm, I'm, yeah. I just didn't get it. But also, she was watching the dub stuff, which I heard was very toned down as well. Because when my buddy showed it to me in Japanese, I'm like, whoa, that looks pretty hardcore. I actually really like that. Like, I like the the subbed a lot more. Um, and yeah, dude, it was, it was a great series. What about um, the boys? The boys, yeah, that was uh, something recently you've been uh, you caught up with, right? Yeah. So you watched both seasons already? Yeah, this I, year I caught up with season two. I know. Well, a few months ago, um, you were telling me a little bit about it, um, uh, about how you liked it. What do you like about it? Like, what's did you read the comic initially? or No, I, I didn't even know it was a comic until someone told me, like, oh, it's based off a comic book. Like, oh, that sounds cool. I guess I'll check it out. I'll check out the show, maybe if I have a chance to read a comic. Yeah. I uh, hear the comic's good, too. Oh, I heard it's amazing. Uh, they're trying to stay faithful, from what I've heard. They've uh, There's a couple changes that I heard about, but yeah. I'll leave those out. Um, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> think about uh, superheroes, but they're all assholes. Yeah, I mean, that's what it would be in real life. 
just because you have superpowers doesn't mean you, you're a good person. Like, <laughs> no. That's just the reality of it is I don't know why people expect it to be that way as well. Well, it's it's the comic book culture we grew up with. It's like, oh, you see uh, what's everybody. Everybody loves Spider-Man, right? Right. You ever expect Spider-Man to be a bad guy? Jo- J. Jonah Jameson does. <laughs> <laughs> he he saw it before we all did. Uh, um, he caught on to it. <laughs> right. But no, and that's the thing too, is even as a kid, like I was able to differentiate these people aren't real. They're comic book characters. Well, mm. I didn't read comic books. They're cartoon characters. I used to watch the Superman show. And I was like, it's cool. And I love the idea. And I thought it was cool, but I never thought I was like, I was never like real people are really like this. I never once thought that. Um, so again, when I, when I saw Watchmen, um, or Red Watchmen. When I read all these titles where superheroes are more real, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. And from what I hear, what you were telling me about the boys, it makes complete sense, dude. Real people would abuse their power. So if I were to watch, I did watch Superman just like you as a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing Superman, the way he acted, it, I want to say that it shaped the way I was as a person. I want to be a good person. I yeah, didn't want yeah, to no, and definitely. But did you ever think like, oh, I know Superman. Like that's a dude that you know, like he can be even without the powers. That can be somebody, my neighbor or my mailman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they're just again, they're they're there to inspire you. They're more than yeah, they're more human. Of, yeah, mm-hmm. whether they have superpowers or not, you know, they're they're an ideal. And um, same again, I love Superman. Like you said, it does inspire you to behave better. You know, that's the whole point of Superman and these superheroes is they're, they're supposed to inspire, motivate you to be a better person. Because, again, there isn't superheroes in real life. You have to be your own superhero sometimes or most of the time, actually, um, to yourself and other people. And, uh, again, it'll make you a good person, but you're never going to act like a superhero addict. No, of course not. It's too hard. The world makes it too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why, again, every time I see stuff like The Boys, because, um, again, I haven't watched it, but I've heard enough, and I can kind of grasp enough of what's going to happen. It's like, yeah, dude, if you give regular people who are petty sometimes or self-interested or irresponsible powers of a god, of course, of course you're going to get crazy shit happening, dude. Like, So if, if you saw The Boys as, as, as a kid, do you think you'd be more like them or more like Superman? Um, like, that guy nah, that's cause... that guy seems to get all the girls. I want to be more like him. <laughs> See, you I don't know. All right. So I was gonna say <laughs> now that's a good now, now that when you put that in though is again uh, now that you say that I'd like to say no, but then you see these kids, you know, like my nephew who are all about watching YouTubers and like, oh, this guy has all this and that. They maybe, get the easy way out. Yeah. So maybe I do want that. So uh, I'd like to say no. I'd like to say that I still want to be like Superman, but you're right, yeah, I don't know. You never know, dude. I can't speak for it because I, I, I grew up under different circumstances, so I can't say for sure. Um, but, yeah, no, that's an interesting idea. It's a really interesting idea. Um, but there is also more exposure with, like, your traditional superheroes as well. Again, it's a big deal when books like The Boys come out because they're not the norm. Yeah, it's in contrast with the with what the normal the mm-hmm. normal stuff is. Whereas, like, hey, this was what more real life would be like. Enough a little bit of this fantasy stuff. Let's add a little bit more realism to it. This is a regular person with regular with supernatural powers. How would they act in the in the normal day situation? They'd be an that, asshole. That's why in Watchmen they don't they don't read superhero comics because superheroes are part of regular life. You know, yeah. um, they read pirate comic books because it's different. It's interesting. It's not the norm. <laughs> like you said, you're definitely right about that part too. I'm not familiar with Watchmen. Uh, you they need read, to read it. They read comic books about pirates. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of pirates? Just pirate books. You know? No, I mean like the modern pirate that we have today or the old pirates with the like scabbards. sailors and, and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, old school sailors on fucking, yeah, it's not some Somali fucking 
comic because you know, those guys are hardcore they're pretty yeah. hardcore pirates look at me <laughs> look at me i'm the pirate now um well the book came out of the 80s too so it's yeah it's before all of this shit like got more uh mainstream as well in the sense of like somali pirates and modern piratism or pirating um but no dude that's again but that's just the reality is you you read books and all that shit to escape what your current situation yeah is. it's escape so from reality yeah it's, so if your current situation is like fuck man like so and so blew up my bank so i can't go withdraw money because it's the <laughs> 80s and there's no credit cards really i'm like fuck man let me read my pirate comic book you know tales of the black freighter or whatever and and just escape I'm like, fuck, man, Dollar Bill didn't stop that fucking thief, you know, because there's a fucking superhero named Dollar Bill. Yeah. S- superhero, quote unquote. There was only one person with superpowers in that whole fucking story, and that was Dr. Manhattan. Um, but again, it showed you what people would act like if they were real, you know. That's what I'm assuming the boys is like. Is there a character you like more than anybody else in the boys? So the character I like the most is not even a hero. He's, um, they call him Frenchie. I don't know who Frenchie is. Um, we'll get, we'll get a little bit into that, but, um. Uh, the way let's talk about how the show starts, right? That's uh, people idolize these people. Yeah, uh, yeah, idolize yeah. the heroes. They're, yeah, they're like celebrities. They're they're more celebrities. They're they're meant to look like gods, yeah. literally gods. Yeah. And they're called the the seven. The that's, seven, yeah. That's all the the like top heroes. Justice League, basically the top heroes. Yes, and um, the the way the show starts is that one of the seven. Uh, kills uh the love interest of our main character or not our main character but one of our main characters just uh he's a speedster yeah 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 blows right through her just misses her blows up blows her up completely she's gone and all that's left is her hands because they're holding hands yeah. together and yeah that's and that's one of the seven and it's like this guy who once idolized these people is like this guy just killed my girlfriend and can't even apologize for it right so um uh he gets approached by someone later on and tell him, Hey, do you want to get back at him? And he tells him, Well, you come with me and we'll we'll do this. And then they introduce the character of Frenchie. Uh essentially what these people do is their their main goal is to kill the, the superheroes. That's what they want to do. Right. Because they want to bring him down the peg to where like you're not untouchable. Yeah. You're you not need, gods, not you in need the to, sense you think you are. You need to uh be accountable for what you've done. Right. And uh, the character Frenchie is kind of like the chemist slash whatever. He come up, he comes up with ways of killing the heroes, and um, <laughs> um, I can't really say exactly why I like him. It's just he, his demeanor, the way he acts. He's such a nice guy, but he's also a fucking dick when it comes to doing things. Like how 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 is he a dick? Um, well, when they fir- when you first meet him, uh, two characters go up to talk to him, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing here? You owe me money." either you get the fuck out or i'm gonna shoot you and to be fair that's not a dick thing to do you owe him money pay him your money pay him the money that you owe him but um he he comes off as a an abusive uh not abusive uh he abuses drugs obviously um that's what i that's what i meant to say and um but I'm, I, I can't say why he's a dick <laughs> you, just, you just like me just like the, the well the thing guys. is that it's development towards the the end of the season where he he's kind of considered of a dick and I don't want to get too into that. Mm. But um no, he's a really nice guy. So um he talks to our main character as a as as if as of the main character as a child and he treats him like you're a little boy and I like you but you're a goddamn idiot. 
Anyways, uh, so Frenchie's my favorite character, but let's talk about more of the world around the boys. Um, who are the boys? The boys are the are the guys trying to kill the heroes. Okay. So you have um, Huey, who's the main protagonist, not our main protagonist, but main character you revolve around the most. That's protagonist. Just because you're protagonist doesn't mean you're a good person. Okay. Uh, then you have Frenchie, who, again, is the engineer kind of chemist guy. You have um, a Mother's Milk, just another guy. Uh, he's a another. He works with them. And uh, the last one was, um, I forget his name, Butch. He's the one that approaches uh, Huey in the beginning, like telling him, hey, you want to get into the nitty gritty of the way the heroes are? You come with me. We'll, I'll show you the real world. Right. And uh, that those are the boys, quote unquote. Okay. And um, yeah, he he opens up this world to Huey in the beginning, like, hey, you, I'm going to show you what they really like. And uh, he takes them to this little warehouse where you get to see how they really are. And it's just heroes doing what they want to do. Um, <laughs> I feel they do a good job about it. You have what, when you're when you see them entering the scene of uh, that compound or the area they're in, you have uh, heroes like into an orgy and you have oh, one of the, the heroes fuck? one of the heroes is midair flying while having sex with the girl just to show off because he can right uh you have a uh a homophobic uh christian character who's actually very <laughs> gay and uh you see him frenching two guys and reaching out to another guy far away he has stretching powers so it shows you hey these heroes, you might idolize them and outside, but this is how they really are. And um, I feel like that's what they do really well on the show. And um, right. the only hero they show you in the beginning who um, doesn't uh, sh- uh, doesn't show that trait at the beginning, at least, is Homelander. He's it's the like Superman, the Superman of the equivalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's exact. That's exactly who he is. So you see, um, let's let's go back to the scene where. Um, you meet first all, all the seven. You have an invisible guy. You have a, a Wonder Woman equivalent. All those, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Justice League. And um, they're all arguing about how their stats are, how many points they have, how are they rating with all the people, and how much money they're making and losing in merchandising. They're like, why does that matter? You're supposed to be heroes. They're like, well, that doesn't matter to them because they're, they're regular people with just powers. Right, 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 right. And Homelander walk- benefit from it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just good enough to save people. And then you have Homelander walk in and he's like, Guys, what are we doing? We're here to save people. I'm like, oh, is this really a Superman character? What, what's going on here? Right. And uh, that all gets thrown out the window towards the end of the first episode where he, um, is it, I think it's the first episode where he kills uh, someone, uh, threatens the company that they work for. Yeah. And uh, they came in the private jet and uh, it's it's a man, threat, not threatening, but blackmailing them with something. Yeah. And he tells them, hey, either you give us the hero that we want, because they, they basically merchandise heroes out to people yeah. in different cities. He tells them, hey, you give us the hero that we want at the price that we want it, or this little secret will come out. Right. So they threaten the company, and Homelander comes in out of nowhere. And um, the guy that is blackmailing people, he's on a private jet with his son, and he has a signed picture from Homelander that he gave to his son like oh thank you so whatever whatever and then homelander comes on flying over and just laser beams the plane and wow <laughs> there you go 
that that sets the precedence of where this guy actually does care about something. He's not just this all powerful character who's really nice. Right, right, right. He's not a all squeaky clean. He's not a Boy Scout like they say Superman is. No, and even though they they that's make him sport. look that way. Yeah, this is the way he's, he's portrayed. He's the all American hero. Yeah, he's the Homelander. Yeah, that's funny. He's got the his cape is literally the American flag. <laughs> And how does the show progress? Do they actually succeed in killing any of the heroes? Actually, they do. Um, the, so, like I said, uh, the character Butch approaches Huey, tell him, hey, um, I need you to do something for me, and this way we can get revenge for you. Or not revenge, but we can uh, we can get something back from your girlfriend, not just money. Is or- Butch uh, Thomas Wayne, um, the actor who plays um, fucking Negan? And, uh, no, no. Who is it? Um, he looks like him. Uh, I'm not too familiar with his work, but I think he is popular. I can't tell you for sure. Oh, fuck. Now, now I'm wondering. This, again, I haven't watched the show. I know who you're talking about. Uh, it's not him. It's not the guy from Supernatural. Not, yeah. He's very popular, especially after Negan. Oh, it's, uh, what's his face? It's fucking, um, ah, oh, damn. I know, I know, uh, Carl Urban. Fucking, uh, yeah. Similar, uh, type. He's fucking Judge Dredd. There you go. The new one? Yeah, he was in Dread. I haven't, from 2012. Seen, I haven't yeah. seen the new one. Yeah, he's also in, in the Star Trek ones. I forget what his name is in that. Oh, that's right. He's the... He's what's-his-face with the machine The medical. Guns. Yeah. The, the, the medical. Was it Bones? Yes. I think he's Bones, yeah. I forgot. How did I forget he's that? I really like Ragnarok. Him. I remember that. He was the god with the machine guns. Yeah, yeah and he had the shake weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that's forget, what it was. He does so many good roles, and I, I, I don't even remember him for as butch that's his most recent role that i've that's seen funny. him in. well that's what you've been watching a lot of too i wouldn't say you're the biggest judge dread fan right <laughs> I, I like the the what was it 90 <laughs> you like the the stallone one yeah that was great <laughs> i never even watched that one i like demolition man <laughs> yeah stallone makes great movies demolition man was a great movie are we gonna talk about that now <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that later about the seashells okay <laughs> I still don't know how that works. Uh, you're supposed to pinch it off, bro. I, I don't know. I'm not going to risk it. <laughs> oh, man. But we're saying... Um, uh, Butch comes in. Yeah. He, he introduces himself to Huey and tells him, hey, let's get let's let's get some something back from this. Not just money, not an apology. Let's, let's make him accountable. I'm going to give you this little listening device. You're going to set up a meeting with the guy that killed your girlfriend. And uh, it's, in, in, it's in their main office. So you're going to put this little listening device underneath the table and you're out. That's all you got to do. Well, since the seven has an invisible character, he catches him in the act. Right. The invisible, invisible character comes to the Huey's place of work and like, who the fuck are you? Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to kick your ass. Blah, 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 blah. And it starts to, but he's just invisible though. Right. So that's the thing about it though. Um, they don't really mention it. It's a little bit of low key. Everybody that has powers in this show is a little bit more stronger than a regular person. Interesting. So everybody has a little bit more strength, a little bit more durability. Right. It's, it's just like characters in comic books. You know, mm-hmm. Batman's not really a normal human. Mm-hmm. He's like two feet taller than like regular dudes. And, and benches way more than anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that's what they are. And uh, the Invisible Man is, um, well, his name is uh, Translucent. Translucent. Yeah. And um, his ability is actually, his skin is made out of a, kind of like a diamond. It's a carbon something, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. That's how he bends light around him. And that also makes him bulletproof. Oh, wow. So it's, how do you kill a bulletproof man? Just choke him out, bro. Well, um, so the the character comes in and starts beating the shit out of Huey. 
And then in comes in uh, Butch. He runs over uh, Translucent. And uh, they're having a little fight, whatever. And then it's hard to fight an invisible man, you can yeah, think, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, Butch has a bright idea. You know, I'm bleeding. I'm going to spit on you. I got some blood on you. I can see you now. And um, uh, the the way they end up uh, beating him is um, since he's made out of carbon and it's something scientific that I can't really explain. It's really uh, conducted to electricity. I was so, going to say, just electrocute him. Yeah, that's what they do. They don't kill him, but they, encamp- uh, they put him down for a little bit. Right. And uh, they later come up with a way that the only way they they try, like I said, they go to Frenchie. That's the guy they go to to see how yeah. do we kill this guy. Well, I'm gonna try to make a bullet that's made out of his skin. Something that's similar similar to his skin doesn't work. They try a bunch <laughs> of different things. The only thing that they're able to think of later is to put a bomb up his butt because oh his insides are the same. It's just yeah. the outside. And that's how they end up killing him. They put a bomb up his butt and oh they blow God. it up. So what? Did they have him tied up the whole time or how does it work? So they put him into a cage that's all electricity. So yeah. anytime he touches it, it's going to shock the shit out of him. He can't get out. Right, 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 right. So they keep him there and they, they have him under surveillance all the time, trying to find a way to kill him. And and not only to kill him, but to send a message to the heroes that you're not untouchable. Right. And um, like I said, they end up having him in the cage then they blow him up. And um, that's pretty much how that goes. Um, every hero has a tra- uh, tracking device. So they're right. trying to find them, and but they find a way around that as well. But yeah, no. Um, that's how they kill that first hero. Um, what else? You have any questions so far? No, no, no. Just oh. sounds interesting. <laughs> I should watch it, but I got so much other stuff to watch too. And I'm waiting until I'm in the right like mind frame, like uh, where like I want to watch it because it's just two seasons, right? And they're what six, eight episodes. They're working on the third season already. Yeah, so yeah, I still need to watch the second season of Mando, though, dude. I still haven't watched that. I was gonna try to watch that today, but yeah, we're gonna um, yeah talking about uh stuff we're looking forward to. What's something you're looking forward to watching soon? Well, like you just mentioned, The Mandalorian. You I haven't watched any of it. Huh? No, I've been trying to stay clean. Of course, you can't avoid everything. There was the first thing that came out that everybody loved. That it was the Baby Yoda. Yeah, Grogu. Is that his official name? Yeah, his name's Grogu. G R O G U. But they don't say that until the second season. Actually, he's just known as the child throughout the whole series. No, he's known as Baby Yoda. Yeah, that's, that's what, what everybody. That's knows what the him. that's what the dumb people call him. Yes. <laughs> Since I haven't seen it, that's all the reference I have. So I'm like, okay, I'm sure he has a, an actual name, but you guys yeah, just it's, call it's him. Very, it's very much Lone Wolf and Cub, which is cool. It's not a bad thing. People think like, oh, it's just because you're seeing equivalent equating it to this doesn't mean they're not original. I'm like, yeah, dude, there's nothing that's original. You're original by making this a Star Wars Lone Wolf and Cub series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I like it because to me, it's very spaghetti western. Um, sci- that's Star what Wars. I'm interested in. Yeah, I love it. I've talked about, dude. I've talked about Mandalorian so much on this podcast, dude. But I love it. Like it's. It's everything I wanted, dude. It's everything I wanted out of Star Wars Expanded Universe. I tell people all the time, like, dude, I got into Star Wars not because of the movies. Movies were cool, but I was into the books and the video games and the toys way before I watched the movies. So you saw the, you read the books first and everything? I read a lot of the books. I played a lot of the video games. And I got a lot of the toys because they were cool eventually. And then I started watching them because I tried watching some of the Star Wars stuff when I was younger. And I just, it wasn't for me. Like, it, uh, it was fucking, it was for nerds, bro. <laughs> I, I, I seem to remember Boba Fett's your favorite character. Yeah, I love Boba Fett. That's my so you, you grew up uh, reading about him first, right? Yeah. Well, I, I So I watched the movies and like, 
he was more. I, I, my first interaction with Boba Fett was not being able to beat him in Shadows of the Empire for the Nintendo sixty four. Uh-huh. He's just I couldn't beat him not without cheating. <laughs> so a, so how, how'd you feel the way he died? And, and initially, yeah. I was like, "Whatever it is, what it is," you know. But I knew he existed outside of the movies. That's oh, what I'm saying. Okay. I knew all this stuff beforehand, mm. like before going to the movies, and I was like, "Okay." But I went into the understanding that the movies are a very small part of the universe. Yeah. I went into it knowing it's a whole universe. Yeah, just like planets and galaxies. Yeah. And well, and it's just yes, yeah, a whole universe. The the movies are a two two and a half hour window into this universe, and mm-hmm. it's so dense. Because, again, I got into it with the games, with the books, eventually the comic books when I got into that. So I knew there was more to it than the movies. The movies were cool, but the more of the stories told through the expanded universe at the time is what it was called than there is movies. You know, you put in the amount of hours you'd put into any expanded universe stuff versus the amount of hours you'd put into watching the movies. And there's going to be more EU than there is obviously the movies. Yeah. Um, even with the prequel stuff, there's only six episodes at the time. And... Uh, yeah, reading the comics was awesome. So again, like uh, when Mando got announced, I was like, "Cool!" When I saw the first episode, I was like, "This is what I've always been looking for." I, I again, I've talked about it at nauseum, like so much about this the first season specifically, where when Mike and I want to go watch Solo because we want to go watch. Remember, they were doing early releases or whatever. Yeah. You can watch it that Thursday or some bullshit like that. Yeah. So we went, and they announced either that day or the day before that James Mangold was going to direct the Boba Fett movie that was going to come out not next year but the following year two years mm-hmm. and I was like perfect James Mangold directed 310 to Yuma which was a western I liked it had Russell Crowe in there and I think it also had a what's his face um, Batman Christian Bale I think it was him um, I like that movie he directed Logan which again to me was just a X-Men movie that, or it was a western movie that had X-Men characters in it a few yeah, not too many. And, and, and that's what I'm saying is like it to me. It reminded me a lot of like True Grit. You know, you have the the old gritty guy. I've never seen True uh, Grit. True Grit's good. I watched the newer one. Though. I haven't watched the original one. I hear the original is really good too. Mm. But you know, you have the girl coming up to the guy who needs help getting to another area. And again, it was a Western movie, a modern Western movie with X Men characters. Yeah. So if James Mangold just did a Western movie with Boba Fett, I'd be fucking down. You mm-hmm. can make him the man with no name. Like like Clint Eastwood in the in the Good Bad the Ugly, you know, uh, fistful of dollars, few dollars more. You know, they're great westerns. I should actually buy the Blu-rays for those. I love those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been down with that. And then Solo came out. People didn't even watch it. Yeah, everybody had nobody watched it. Yeah, everybody had an opinion because that movie bombed. Mm-hmm. And people kept trying to throw the thing at me. Well, it bombed. Nobody want to go watch. It. I'm like, yeah. So how do people have opinions? How does it suck? If yeah, how can you tell me if it's good or bad? Yeah, if you didn't watch it, and because um, I, I thought it was all right. Was it the best movie? Definitely not. But to me, it was very much. It had. It was to me. It was like an Ocean's Eleven movie with Star Wars character. They're doing a heist. You're getting this whole crew together. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Was it as good as Ocean's Eleven? Out. Uh, Ocean's Eleven, no. Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it, it was. It was as good as when Bernie Mac was no longer in it after he passed. Whatever movie that he, was, he wasn't. He was in all of them. Was he in all of them? Yeah. Then never mind then. Bernie Mac's great. The only, <laughs> yeah, the, the only one he wasn't in was Ocean's Eight. Bernie Mac, and that was all a female cast. Okay, uh, fuck. <laughs> we'll, we'll but um, yeah. but yeah, the uh, they because it did so bad, they just canceled everything. They're like, no more Boba Fett. I'm like, fuck, because again, I thought Ocean an Ocean's Eleven style Star Wars themed movie would have been cool. Rogue One that came out two years before that was very much your military gritty. 
um, like Saving Private Ryan movie. You know these guys aren't going to make it out. Okay, so before we get too far into that, coming out of this movie, you said it was all right. It was all right, yeah. Okay. Let's say everybody had the same opinion. Okay. Um, How would it do merchandising-wise? Like, would you buy the toys? Would you play a game of it? Yes. Are you sure? Fuck yeah. Because I, <laughs> I bought toys. No, no, I get that. But That's what I'm saying. Would, would everybody have the same opinion? Like, this was an okay movie. Do I really want this Han Solo figure? I didn't get the Han Solo. Fuck. Who, who? I, don't, I don't know who was I in the movie. I don't buy the good guys, dude. I don't know. He, he's a good guy? Yeah. I, I, Kinda. I, I, I would think he was more like in the... And the original, yeah, actually, he was more of a smuggler. That's what I mean, scoundrel. But no, dude, like they had badass range troopers. If they did a video game where you were trying to pull the heist off and doing all the shit, it'd be fun. They'd probably just do a, a video game where you're Enfy's nest, though, which gets introduced there. They're very early version of the Rebel Alliance, mm-hmm. and you'd probably get it from their point of view where you'd see Han Solo in the background or something. But no, dude, it, again, I thought it was all right enough. Again, was it not the greatest? The problem is, is it's just like the Marvel movies. Everybody expects the next one to be better than the last. And sometimes they're not, dude. But again, for me, I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars as a franchise. So yeah, you're gonna get some good and some bad. Whatever, man, deal with it. Because if you're only a fan of the two or three movies you like, then you're only a fan of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I have one guy who says I love Star Wars this and that, but I hate the new movies and I hate the prequels. I like the original stuff. And then he watches Mandalorian. And he's like, it was cool. I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's expanded universe. He goes, oh, I try to watch rebels and clone wars and i couldn't get into them like but those are great shows but i want to i want to go on record i like episode one two and three i don't like episode one i like two and three though. okay well, episode one's whatever but i do two like and three one. is cool yeah because yeah. the clones clones are badass yeah. and then grievous is dope Django's dope mm-hmm. like dooku was badass i feel like that was really good world building because uh what was it episode four yeah uh new hope uh you have a you have a simple little thing that a little message that says you helped my father in the clone wars and they built a whole world around that yeah that's really good that's really yeah, good that's just some background cuz again there's the mystery of it like what the fuck does that mean yeah and they don't they didn't have to expand on it right there no. and they actually made a see, whole see again to me it's cool so my buddy who I was saying doesn't mm-hmm. like the the clone wars cartoon he's like I don't like it cuz I know what's going to happen I'm like and <laughs> and so, again it's the same thing i say earlier where it's like bro you and i watched that first movie I don't like. Oh, when we want to watch it in three D, uh, uh, that Soka? fucking. Oh no, 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 no never mind. The, the Clone Wars one. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I didn't like Ahsoka. A lot no, of people no. like Ahsoka. I, d- I, I didn't care so for her. So I heard she got good. I, I don't know. But you and I went into that movie thinking, when does she die? Yeah. When does when does she die? Hey, but she doesn't though. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's early. And then they make it seem like she dies in Rebels. And she doesn't die in Rebels. Mm-hmm. So again, you don't know what's gonna happen, dude. Like that's fair enough. Know. And I I honestly went in there thinking, when is she gonna die? When is Anakin gonna kill her? I would. Yeah, that's what I wanted to see. <laughs> That's my whole oh, expectation of her. Like, yeah, she's kind of annoying, but she's annoying anyway, right? But yeah, back to what I was saying is like, all right, so you watch Rogue One, right? And you know what's going to happen? Yeah. You know what's going to happen? These people aren't around. Or they could be. They could be in the background. They could be part of the Rebel Alliance. You don't fucking know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a really cool Saving Private Ryan-esque military movie where you see them go on a suicide mission. Mm-hmm. So again, if you were doing... You want to have your... You had interesting characters, at least. Huh? Yeah. Well, and, and again, an interesting theme. So again, if they kept that up where... Yeah, you have your numbered movies that are kind of shitty. They follow the the Skywalker, the cursed family of the Skywalkers. Because I think they're really cursed, the whole Skywalker lineage. Yeah. Um, the uh, you, ha- you follow them, and in between... So you're coming out with a Star Wars movie every year, and in between you come out with a different themed one. So you did your military... You know, suicide mission movie. Yeah, that one did you really did well. Your, I feel like it did really yeah, well. Yeah, I liked it too. I really liked it. Then you do your Ocean's Eleven heist, more jokey, jokey, you know, lighthearted 
dark, you know, deep moments. Yeah. And then you do your Western Boba Fett one, and then you do like a horror Star Wars movie. How fucking cool would it be to do a horror movie? I mean, there's so many aliens. You just get dropped on you, an you alien planet. You should cut this out and do it yourself. No, <laughs> I've already talked about it. Just write it. <laughs> but then there's like, you know, you could do one where like fucking Vader's chasing you down. That's fucking scary. You ain't going to stop Vader. Um, You can do a fucking comedy one with like Tag and Bink. Or a rom-com, you know? I've talked to people where it's like, yeah, just do a rom-com where it's like, you know, an, uh, a hoity-toity, like, uptight, you know, stick-up-her-butt fucking Imperial officer, you know, uh, starts getting, you know, romantic feelings for, like, a stormtrooper, you know, shit like that. And then you can have, like, popular, funny comedy actors who are in it. You can have, like, a detention center, you know, there, there's the jail cells, and you have, like, rebel troopers in there, and it could be, like, fucking Paul Rudd. Or some other yeah. rando guys just trying to give this stormtrooper fucking romantic advice. Like, how funny does that sound, right? Yeah, you can do pretty... it. Yeah, you can. It can be done again. Star Wars is more than just a few movies. It's a whole universe. We need to do more, a little bit more with the droids. It needs yeah. some more action. I don't like droids, so I'm fine with them really? not being there. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Okay. You can do fucking a uh, cerebral horror shit where it's like, yeah, droids um, are actual living beings, and whenever they, they get shut down, beings. this and that. I don't think so. My idea with the droids in Star Wars is. They are either you you say they are living beings, which they you can make arguments for yeah. They, they, they have the AI. All right, okay. So they have they are actual living beings that we just make slaves. All right, so they're just yeah, they're just the slaves, people in right? Star Wars are horrible. Yeah, they, they, exactly. They, they made so, a slave race. So, that yeah, they can... they're a slave race, just like the clones. Just like the the clones were made and born to die for the Republic. Yeah, I feel like that's how much of. Oh, okay. We'll go yeah. with that. And um, and then yeah, the the droids are just slaves. You made a slave race, like you said. You, so you, you don't like the idea? Okay. Well, then they're not sentient beings. And when these droids are being funny, they're just programmed to be that way. So they're not actual real characters. And to me, I see that, and I'm just like, I don't find the droids funny. No, I, I, I I find the droids funny when they lean into that, where it's like, like HK47 mm-hmm. in uh in the Old Republic. I'm like he just wants to kill people. And he'll become a bounty hunter to kill people just because yeah. he wants to kill meat bags. They, they, uh, I feel like they made something really good in the second part. They had the two George characters. One of them goes crazy, and the other one just wants to tag along. He's, it's more of a crazy little uh, R two clone with another C three PO clone. What are you talking about? You're talking about a uh, part two of Old Republic, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I vaguely remember it's, that. It's it's a side story thing. Well, because there's those characters in Dr. Afra. There's Triple Zero and uh, something like that. And it's a black R2-D2 looking thing and a black C-3PO looking dude. Mm-hmm. It's like Triple Zero and that BT, might be it. I'm not 100% BT-100 sure. or something like that. Um, and they're all black. Mm-hmm. So they look like just like murdered out C-3PO and R2. But they're serial killers. Mm. And they hang out with Afra, And there'll be something simple as like, let's just say we're walking. And I bump into you, and they'll they'll be like, "Oh, that guy bumped into her." Well, we're gonna when everybody's asleep, we're gonna go find the guy, and we're gonna kill him. So, <laughs> so don't you think that's more of a character? Kinda. See, they didn't yeah. have a. They weren't given the chance, or they weren't. So again, are they programmed that way, or are they actual sentient beings? I like, feel like they grow up, and then as soon as they show a little bit of too much freedom, they get wiped, and they don't they don't have a chance to become what they want to be. It's like what's his face from Boruto, uh, the little snake kid. <laughs> the fuck is his I, name? I, I forget his name. I, I feel bad because I I like him too. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I, I love Star Wars, man. Again, I can talk about Star Wars all fucking day. Mando, I'm looking forward to season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you said you are looking forward to Mando in general and uh, also uh, WandaVision, right? Yeah, I, I haven't watched WandaVision at all either. 
I see the on Instagram like the little uh, snips and stuff from it, the stills, and it looks cool. It looks really interesting. There's some cool like rando comic book stuff that they're putting in there. That's what I like about these new Star Wars shows too, though, is they're bringing in stuff from the expanded universe that I like. Mm-hmm. I like the expanded universe stuff. I like knowing that there's a whole world outside of these shitty movies. Well, they're not shitty, but I'm just saying like the, the bad stuff happens in these movies, dude. <laughs> no, obviously they do. That's bad why stuff you... happens in these movies. But people only concentrate on the bad stuff. I like to look yeah. at the brighter side of the world. Like Anakin getting laid. Yeah, how many how many uh, Jedi's can you say have have done that? Obi Wan, bro. Did he? Yeah, he was smashing with the that Mandalorian, whatever Duchess or whatnot. When? In is Clone this, Wars. You gotta watch Clone uh, Wars, bro. Okay. He wears cool red Mandalorian armor, and then he has his lightsaber. Uh-huh. He's like, "What's up, ho?" <laughs> Obi Wan. <laughs> nah, but that's pretty good. Um. Anything else you feel like talking about? It's been pretty good conversation so far. Been we at can, it for a while. We can keep it going. You got something, some story you want to talk about? No, not really, man. I've I've kind of talked about all the stuff I've been watching real, lately. Um, cut it here for now. It's been a pretty good uh, episode. Um, Goofy, do you have any social media you're on? No. No. Okay. Uh, so send a letter um, to whatever address this is. Um, and Goofy might read it. Um, other than that, you can find us on uh, Facebook under Weaving Words Podcast, Instagram Weaving Words Podcast as well. We have our, uh, dang, I'm brain farting, our Discord server called Hooligan Squad. Um, so make sure to check that out. I will be coming out with a new podcast with a friend of mine. Um, his name's Aaron. He does the Two Clicks from KO podcast. Uh, we're calling it Hobby Hooligans, so keep an eye out for that as well. Um, other than that, uh, have a good one, man. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye, Adios. everybody.